Welcome to the 10 Degree Shift Podcast, where your host, AJ, shares small 10 degree shifts you can make to improve your business, its people, and culture, one shift at a time. Hello, and welcome to the 10 Degree Shift, a show that's all about how you can be more while doing less. I'm your host, AJ, and as I always say, I'm obsessed with finding ways to reduce friction and boost flow in our life and our businesses and our work so that we can ultimately be more productive and vibrant at home, at work, in our cultures, and in our communities. And each show, I bring you a different special guest that's going to talk about or we're going to dive into one of the elements of the 10-degree shift model and just unpack it a little and have a look at it from another person's perspective. And so today, that perspective is going to come from a delicious woman I have met recently, and that's Sophia Zafar. Sophia, welcome to the show. Thank you. Excited. It's awesome to have you on here. And talking today in the 10 degree shift model in, um, around the element of clear purpose. Why is it important to have a clear purpose? What you think about clear purpose and should we even have one in life, in our teams? in our companies, maybe even in our communities or countries. And I think for a lot of people, as we've been moving through the challenges that have been brought by COVID-19, lots of people are kind of going back to what's most important to me, what do I care about? And maybe for some companies they've had to shut down, some people might have lost a job, and perhaps some people are feeling as though they're wandering and have lost a bit of sense of purpose or have found the time at home a time to regroup and look at that. So Sabia is a coach. She works a lot with executive C-suite women and people in business, A-type personalities and people who are, I guess, achieving in so many ways. Um, and yet she can often be a bit of an alternative voice uh, is what I'm discovering. So Sabia, why don't you tell us a bit about what's your view of having a clear purpose and is it essential? Do we need it? So see, we are human beings, right? So we have a purpose. Our collective purpose is to be Mm -hmm. because we are beings, right? How we do it is by being human. And the act of being human means showing up with compassion and kindness. Mm. If that's all we did for a purpose, individually and collectively, that's enough, Mm -hmm. right? But once we get into our individual sets of purposes, which might just be boosting our egos or helping us feel really important for ourselves or thinking the world sits on my shoulders, then that's where individualism comes in. Mm -hmm. That's when the focus moves from helping other people to focusing on myself, right? Mm -hmm. That's where you can become you can become a positive or a negative person. I'm not saying that it's equal for everyone. Mm-hmm. But that sense of self-importance can sometimes put you in a victim mode, can make you worry too much about your own little problems. I'm not saying that those problems are not real. I'm not saying those problems are not important. They are. But the way to continuously grow, especially during this time where we are in this together, The more we focus on helping other people, being kind to each other, the more we worry about the problems that are worrying us right now. Mm. 
And do you think that that's shifted with COVID-19? Because in a way, a lot of us have been asked to stay at home and that's not because it suits us individually um, and is more about supporting and helping the collective. Do you feel like that has shifted things for people or do you think once they lift the restrictions, everyone will go back to normal? I think we will go to something which will be a mix of normal and something new. Hmm. So it's not going to be a drastic change that the world is going to change overnight. It's not going to be like this, but it's going to be, I think, a positive mix. Mm-hmm. And probably um, probably how it has served a lot of people, which will carry forward, is that we have all been forced to spend time with ourselves, mm-hmm. to become comfortable with who we are. And I think that there's a lot of power in it. If we can all be comfortable with our own insecurities, if we become okay with who we are, we, once we come back into the world, into our jobs, into our offices, into our teams, we're going to be better individuals. Mm. We will be even more confident. We'll be better team players. So even if the world, the way it functions on the face goes back to normal, I think we would be an evolved version of ourselves. Or hopefully we will be. Yeah. And so when you hear clear purpose, and I guess there's been, since Simon Sinek's Start With Why book, there's been a real refocus on, you know, you've got to know your why, you've got to know what you're here for. Um, And I love that you said it in the beginning, you know, just the act of being human is showing up with compassion and kindness. Do you think it's important for people to, as they say, discover their purpose? And should we be concerned if we haven't yet found that? Um. So see, purpose is important, right? I love like when uh, when it is said, start with your why. I love that book as well. Because why is not always your purpose, right? Why is why life is meaningful for you? Mm-hmm. Why do you enjoy doing what brings you joy? So that's how you start with why. So there's lots of power in it, in really getting to know you, what makes you happy, right? So you can define success on those terms. So I'm all in for it. But purpose, the way it is sold to us, especially in the person development world, it's something outside ourselves. Mm-hmm. It's a place to go to. So for me, goal is a place to come from, not a place to go to. Mm. Tell me more about That's, that. So purpose, like I love starting with the why, because you are coming from yourself, from a place who you really are, right? From a place where you shine from a profession that really aligns with how you work, right? As an artist, as whoever you are. But purpose seems to sit outside somewhere, which is like a fancy thing, which is sitting on my vision board. (laughs) And then I'm overwhelmed that why the hell am I not getting there? Mm -hmm. And then I'm working hard. I'm getting overwhelmed. I'm trying to climb this corporate ladder. I'm trying to show up every day because if I don't, the people will die, right? So that's where I think it's not the purpose that is wrong. It's I think what we have made it to be that is kind of not really serving us. And so I get where you're coming from for individuals. And I really love that statement you said about a goal is a place to come from, not to go to. And I, and I see how sometimes that vision board might appear unattainable or, or we feel like we're not getting any closer. And so then we start that self-sabotage or beating ourselves up. When it comes to companies and organizations and cultures, though, is it important for 
the individuals within that company do you feel to be aligned around something? Do you think having synergy and alignment is important or not? It's extremely important and probably that's the most critical uh, foundation or the anchoring factor for a team to belong to a company. But you see, I think we touched on it in one of our previous conversations that that uniting factor is the alignment of core values, not the purpose so much. Mm. It's where that organization and those people are coming from. So there's an alignment in your why, not so much in the purpose. Mm -hmm. So the why is basically your core values. Yeah, why do we do things? Why do we want to serve this specific segment of customers? Why do we have this culture? Mm-hmm. why do we stand for what we stand for, right? Then for an organization, probably the simple purpose is then to, if it's a corporate, to make money for the shareholders. Mm-hmm. If, it's, if it's an NGO, it's to serve a specific community, mm-hmm. right? So that why doesn't matter so much. It's, sorry, the purpose, that end goal doesn't matter so much because if you're anchored in your why, you, there's no reason why you wouldn't achieve whatever you want to achieve. Mm-hmm. And I think one thing that I've noticed, the more you're in flow as an organization, as a team, as an individual, even at a country level, because I have, like, I work with the members of parliament as well. Mm -hmm. So the more you are in flow, the more life will offer you what you want, because you're removing the resistance, you're removing the roadblocks. So what your heart desires will actually come true if you're not working hard towards it. Mm. Can you repeat that? So the more you're in flow, the more life. So the more you're in flow, that means you're removing the roadblocks, right? Mm. The more energy, like um, I feel I'm very fortunate that I have discovered what makes me happy that I do for work. Yes. Right? So my energy gets multiplied by 200, 500 or 1,000, whatever, Mm -hmm. instead of being depleted. But if I was doing something that did not align with, because once I've discovered where I come from, what my core values are. So I, would at a, I was at a point where I didn't know. Then it didn't really matter because I didn't know. Mm. Once I found the clarity, it gave me the courage to make difficult decisions where I choose that I only come, choose to come from this space that makes me happy. I create healthy boundaries around me. Mm-hmm. Right? I create that environment that energizes me. So once I've created that ecosystem, my life gets into flow. And then life begins to offer me what my heart desires with less resistance. It may sound fancy, but it, this is how I feel life works. I, I couldn't agree more. And in a way, this whole show is about being more and doing less and finding ways to reduce friction in order to boost flow. So you're singing from my song sheet or what I believe. And, and I think one of the things I love about what Simon Sinek says in Start With Why is that the best companies do align around finding people who believe what you believe and working with those people who believe what you believe. And, and also I know that a lot of people say to me that does sound airy-fairy or it does sound a bit woo-woo, and as a corporate, as an organisation, as a small business with a team, how do I make that concrete? So if it's looking for alignment in values, how do we go about doing that? Um, See, that's not something that can just be said in a couple of minutes. (laughs) Probably, so see, like these days, companies have become very cultural savvy because culture is your new infrastructure, right? 
So when they're interviewing people, they're looking for that similar set of core values between the company and the people they're hiring. Because now increasingly we are realizing that skills can be built, but not mindset so much. Mm -hmm. They want to have the right people who they can train. Yeah. Right. So in that way, we are moving in the professional world in the right direction. Right. But what I, the gap that I see, honestly, there's lots of corporate trainings, there's lots of executive coaching, but where we are lacking the work is those leaders doing the work on themselves. Mm-hmm. Organizations are doing what they can do to help people grow. Most of the organizations that I know are really committed when they say that these are core values, this is how we support our customers and employees. We live in that kind of world, fortunately. Mm-hmm. Basically, like, you know, as a working mom, I realized that the kind of flexibility and things, especially in Australia. But the gap is that we need to do the work ourselves, which can be confronting. That's why we don't go there. Yes. Right. It asks you to step up. It asks you to make courageous decisions. We want to hide away from making decisions. <laughs> we keep looking for validation. We want to take the safe route and we want people to tell us and our friends. Yes, yes, you have got all the right reasons to make that safe decision. So we're hiding behind. um, So I think as as people, as individuals, it's the time for us to step up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And if that's all that you had for purpose, that's purpose enough. I love that. And probably the simplest way, the simplest way, if you did need a tool, let's say, to get started, Mm. right? I think the easiest would be just to say, just make a list of 10 things that would be nice to have in your life. It can be as simple as a cat for a pet or more sunshine in the house. Mm-hmm. Or more time. It can be big or small, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Just make a list of those 10 things, right? And so I feel that my two little kids are my biggest stakeholders in my life. Mm. They're my most important stakeholders. So I do this with my kids. I get them to make a list of what would it be nice to have. And then we tick off the things which are mutual on, on our list. And we start from those. Mm, I like that. So you can do that in bigger teams. You choose who your biggest and most critical stakeholders are. As long as you are aligned and they are aligned with you, life is good. Projects will work out. Life will work out. Absolutely. And it also in teams often comes back to just like children, how do we know that you love me and value me is the amount of time we spend together. And so even though for many of us we've moved to virtual meetings and having to be isolated at home, and I would be guessing that after COVID-19, a lot of organisations will move to a lot more remote um, work rather than people commuting into offices, that staying connected is going to be more important than ever to keep ticking off what's on that mutual list. Yeah, that's that's so true. And I think, see, for leaders, they have to start, they, they have to ask more, um, what's the right word? They have to ask the right questions. Even if they're checking in on their employees, are you doing fine? They have to ask more than that. Mm-hmm. So that they will get the answers, that will give them the insights to be able to help their people as people leaders. I love about what you've shared today in wrapping up, Sabia, is that you can hear the compassion that comes with the way you talk about things but also that you can clearly hear you've done the inner work because there's a clarity in what you're sharing. And as everyone can no doubt tell, none of this is scripted. Um, But there's also a pause and a pace in you that suggests that you're reflective and able to take your time to come up with answers. 
And there's real clarity, as I said, in what you're sharing. Perhaps for our final um, question, what's been the most beneficial thing you've done in working on yourself, in allowing you to be more? Mm, Take it easy. (laughs) Yeah, not an easy thing to do, but once you start taking it easy, you wouldn't have it otherwise. Mm. Because see, life will happen all the time. There's no perfect life. There's not. There's no one day. Everybody has. There's no you, poor little me. Because everybody is dealing with their own set of challenges, wins, joys. Mm. So it's nobody's. It's no less or more. It's what they are capable of going through. So just take it easy and be easy on people. Let yes. them take it easy. Yes. Oh, I love that. I feel like I've just had a little debrief. (laughs) And I'm hoping everyone that's listening, wherever you are, whether you're commuting or on the treadmill or out for a walk and listening to us today, I hope that's given you some space and a moment to reflect for yourself and to think about where could I create more flow as an individual, as a family, as a team? What is it that I could do in order to go easy, go a bit easier. And as Sophia said before, the more you're in flow, the more life brings you what you want. And so having a bit of clarity and clear purpose around just what is it that I want and perhaps what are some of those 10 nice things to have and to really write them down. Often we hear things and we think about it, but we don't necessarily write it down. And I'm a big fan of ink it, don't just think it. So perhaps today is the day to write those things down and talk to those people around you and see where have we got alignment. Um, yeah. So thank you, Sobia. And do you mind sharing how people can find you and get in touch with you? I know you've got some online programs you're launching soon, and so maybe if people can follow you and find you, they'll be able to get more of the gold um, that you have to share. Well, the best place, I'm very happy to connect on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. I think that's the best place. And otherwise, you can visit my website, which is my name, sobiazafar.com.au. I have a free resources session as well, where you can find lots of videos and blogs to help you if this thinking aligns with where your life is at. Mm. Yeah. Brilliant. So go and check her out, Sobia Zafar, that's Z-A-F-A-R, on her website or preferably LinkedIn. And um I guess tap into some of those resources if that's what you're needing right now. Um, And more than anything, as Sobia suggested, maybe find some quiet time and use this as an opportunity to really find some of your own ways there that you sit comfortably enough and in the stillness of just being who you are that some of these ideas can bubble forth in whatever way works for you because we don't have all the answers We just have answers that have worked for us. So thank you once again, Sabir, for sharing with our 10 Degree Shift community today. Thank you. That was a lovely conversation. (laughs) Awesome. And for everyone else who's listening out there, remember we don't have to steer the ship in massive big ways. We don't have to make big change in our life in order for it to be more joyful and more in flow. We just need to make small, consistent shifts moving towards what it is that we want to create. Until next time, I hope you find some of your flow and um, I really appreciate you tuning in. Bye for now. Mm